Hello, and, again, welcome to the Aperture Science Computer Aided Enrichment Center. We hope your brief detention in the relaxation vault has been a pleasant one. Two True Freaks presents Hope of All Trades, hosted by Hope Mullinax, a podcast by a girl unheard of! If it isn't that hairless harpy. If it isn't Skywalker's filthy, obnoxious little pet. Where am I? Where go? Very well spotted. It's a girl? Oh yeah, you're right about that. She can violate my rights if... Hey! You make this, and you die a legend. Can I pee first? I'm really glad that worked. Those would have been terrible last words. Hi you guys, welcome to another episode of Hope of All Trades. My name is Hope Mullinax, and I have a bit of an interesting uh, episode for you today. Um, I know in my last episode I said that I was going to be putting up uh, clips of my friends and I, a girl nerdy, girl nerd party. Um, I just haven't finished editing yet. It's about six hours worth of stuff, and I just haven't had the time to finish editing. So I was trying to think up of a new topic to talk about instead, and to keep you guys entertained. And lately I've been browsing, going through my computer, and, you know, saving some stuff, and deleting what I didn't need, and stuff like that. You know, a lot of my leftover college stuff. And I have came across an old podcast. Uh, a couple years ago I was trying to get a podcast up, and it was called The Geeky Girl Experience. And... If you've been on my YouTube channel, you'll see that's the name of my YouTube channel, because I think geeky girls have great experiences together. And it was the second episode that me and my two friends recorded, and I was listening to it, and I was like, this is really interesting. I think this would be a good suffice for me not having a nerd party up. So that's actually what I'm going to be playing for you guys today, is an episode of my old podcast. And, um... In this episode, we take on Twilight, and we're like three people who read a lot, who really appreciate the English language and grammar, and we just tear Twilight apart. It's it's a little bit ridiculous how much we tear Twilight apart in this one uh, issue. So yes, that is what we're going to be playing today. Uh, there's some music that plays at the end of the actual podcast I think it was Christmas music. Who knows? You'll see. I haven't listened to it all the way, so it'll be a surprise for everyone. So yeah, uh, I will talk to you guys probably in a few weeks with a brand new episode. Hopefully it won't. It will be the recorded episodes from our nerd party. But if it's not, I've been kind of reading some comics, and I'm actually thinking about doing a comic review, just like all the big boys, like Mike and Scott and Chris. I feel like being a big boy and reviewing comics. So, yeah, comic books, yeah, comic books. Anyway, so yes, that is what is up today. So, please enjoy an episode of the Geeky Girl Experience. Um, in the episode is my friends Billy and Tyler, both who I've known since high school and were my roommates for a, sem- for a year. So, yes, enjoy, and thank you for listening to Hope of All Trades. My name is Hope Mullinex, and this is a part of the Two True Freaks podcasting network group 
thing. Chris, Scott, Mike, I really want that little thing at the end of my podcast where you guys are like, two true freaks is a part of Arara Rocks. Then I actually feel like I'm a part of you guys and not just sort of here. Thanks, bye! Hi, guys. Hope is here again once more. Welcome to the Geeky Girl Podcast. Today we're going to have a very special episode, but first I need to apologize for our last episode. In our last episode, it was me and Billy at, I think, like, four in the morning recording a podcast. And we sound like idiots. I will say that since then I've learned a lot more about Doctor Who. I learned that a lot of things more, so I'm more knowledgeable now. Knowledgeable is a word. Uh, I'm more knowledgeable now, and yeah. So I apologize to the Doctor Who fandom, to a lot of things. A lot of things changed. We found out that Merope, who we thought she was, was really Ginny Weasley, and they added an attack of the borough for the sixth Harry Potter trailer. So yes, please accept my disclaimer and my apologies, and please enjoy our second episode of the Geeky Girl Experience.
town Snakes on the block I suggest you grab your ankles And kiss your ass goodbye Hi everyone! Welcome to the second episode of the Geeky Girl Experience I'm Hope I'm Billy And this is Tyler Hi guys! She is our third Geeky Girl Hooray! Yes! Thank you for joining us once again And thank you for suffering through episode one which was pretty bad. But you heard the ghost disclaimer already, and what you just heard was the Snakes in a Plane theme song by Koba Starship. So today, on our menu, we're going to have news, and then we're going to break into our topic of the day, which is Twilight. And, and we'll go into more detail later. So, in the news, recently, I think it was this week, Heath Ledger was the only nomination for uh, for The Dark Knight for the Golden Globes, which made the Oscar hopefuls very unhopeful, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing was, last year, a lot of the Glo Golden Globe winners, nominees, didn't show up as nominations for the Academy Awards, so there's still hope for The Dark Knight yet. And our second piece of news, what? I don't like awards. I, love I don't think they're accurate. I love them, let's just say. <laughs> but our second piece of news comes from Tyler. Go. So I was definitely watching the video game wars on Spike. Yay. And um, not only did Jack Black shoot fire out of his crotch, <laughs> also I got to see a new preview for the new... I can't remember. God of <laughs> War game. And it looks <laughs> fucking sweet. But it's Kratos. Why wouldn't he be fucking sweet? He jumped on some bad bastards and cut off their heads. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> well, it's Kratos. It's going to be awesome. So, we have a big show today, so let's go ahead and get started with it. We are going to discuss Twilight. I'm going to be more the mediator right here. I've started reading the book. I got to about chapter 10 to 13, something around there, and I just had to put the book down. So, Tyler and Billy, who have both actually read the book, are <laughs> going to be doing most of the discussion, and I'm going to try to keep us on a timely... Track. Track, I guess, is a good word to say. So, Twilight, the bashing. Needless to say, if you really like Twilight, you might not want to listen to this. Or you could listen to it and just not send us any flaming mail. We don't want to hear your crap. Exactly. So, um, this is the bashing. The roast. Alright. So, it looks like our first part point is lack of plot. Yay. Go. <laughs> so, definitely... The entire first 450 pages of the novel were dedicated to little Isabella Swan moving out of California to somewhere she doesn't like and falling in love with a vampire and they say, I love you, no, I love you more, no, I love you more. And by the time you're ready to throw up, <laughs> finally, an inkling of plot sets in. And then there's the ballet studio and then, then it's over. And then the plot goes away. <laughs> yep, and I love you. No, I love you. So Let's touch on our... So it's a good thing I stopped at chapter 10? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Alright, good. Alright, so violates the rules of foreshadowing. Ah, okay, so Hope, Hope and Billy being our resident theater people Woo. know the whole rule that if there's a gun in the first scene, it needs to go off by the end. Yes. yes. That's a basic metaphor. Yes. yes. <laughs> so Stephanie Meyer, Mayor, whatever, she takes it to a whole new level by explaining that 
the father, who's a cop, has a gun that he has never had any reason to shoot off before that has bullets in it and then never brings it up again. Never brings it up again. The rules of foreshadowing say the gun should go off at some point. The father should jump in at the last minute at, at the ballet studio or something and shoot James. But no, it doesn't happen. Or if for some reason that she needs to take the gun herself, she knows where to get a gun. Exactly. Now, I don't know if it pops up in the rest of the books, but... Oh yeah, so it, this is just Twilight we're coming, just the first book, because yeah. we haven't been able to stomach the rest. Yeah, exactly. We might later. Maybe maybe when they're $5 For the dollars at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> For the comedy. So also, it violates another rule of foreshadowing with the suggestion in my eyes that Bella is a vampire. So not only does it specifically say that she can smell blood and then Edwards says people can't smell blood. It also says that she's really pale even though she's from Big Sunnyvale or whatever the <laughs> She With Buffy? With, with Buffy. Buffy. <laughs> they chill on weekends and talk about how they stink vampires except she cries about it because she just wants to bang them. And also it talks about how um, Edward like suddenly asks about her mother as if it should suggest something about her mother and she says that her mother is pale also and prettier than she is and it talks on and on about how pretty vampires are and so using all these context clues along with the fact that he can't the Edward can't read Bella's mind I was like hey she must be a vampire no so Tyler sitting there special Tyler sitting there below me while reading the book, while I'm trying to take a nap. <laughs> Wait, Tyler. time out, time out. Below me means Billy has the bottom bunk. Or I have the top bunk. <laughs> I sleep under the bed. <laughs> I'm just emo like that. So I'm I'm sitting up on the top bed. I'm trying to take a nap. Tyler says, Billy. 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 Billy, is she a vampire? And I was like, no. Why would she be a vampire? It, is she is she part vampire? No, that doesn't make any sense. And I go, oh my god, <laughs> she's just special. Special Ed. Yes. Yeah, I went there anyway. Yeah. So next, mistreatment of characters, and I can actually give two cents about this because I was experienced summing it. Oh, so <laughs> all right, my mistreatment of characters. I thought Mike was the cutest, sweetest little guy in the world, and he was just like. Hi, you know, I'm just trying to be a friendly guy, and she's like, Get away from me! And her jaw unhinged, and she swallowed him. <laughs> I have to look at my vampire, don't talk to me! Mike, stop being a golden retriever! I don't want to give you a treat! Fuck off! And so, okay, this is the description of of poor, poor little Eric. So this word is Eric. for word. Yes, this is word for word. Page 15 in my copy. And, um... It says that he is a gangly boy with skin problems, a hair, and hair black as an oil slick, leaned across the aisle towards me. He looked like the overly helpful chess club type. All he says to her is, where's your next class? I'm headed towards there. Could I show you the way? And all she has to say about him is how he's overly helpful and how he needs to shut up. And how, oh my god, stop asking me to the dance, Eric. What do you think, I like you? No, I'm paying attention to this beautiful asshole who keeps talking to me. Except, sometimes he decides that he hates me and looks at me with his glowing black eyes. So doesn't this just, you know, help perpetuate the stereotype of pe 
of teenage girls only, you know, falling for guys for looks, doesn't doesn't it just help out with all the teenagers who are sitting out there reading their books saying, oh, the vampires are the really pretty ones, the guys that look like nerds, no, no, we don't want any of those. And I resent that because I grew up with geeky guys through exactly. middle and high school, and my god, they were the nicest people I've ever met in my life, and I've yet to, well, that's a little stereotypical. I was, I was about to say, I've yet to meet a nice frat boy, but I've actually met several. But I mean, my, my geeky guys are the nicest boys you could ever meet. Exactly. Yeah. Nameless girl? Oh, I was talking about the one that she hated. The one that she was like, oh, she's prowling on, and I'm not going okay. to do She it. gets a name later, <laughs> and I can't remember it, because it comes up probably um, two Once. and a half times. <laughs> half a time. So this is, again, a quote from the book. One girl sat next to me in both trick and Spanish, and she walked with me to the cafeteria for lunch. She was tiny, several inches shorter than my five feet four inches. Oh. So fan fiction. Oh, God. But her wildly curly dark hair made up a lot of difference between our heights. I couldn't remember her name, so I smiled and nodded. She prattled about teachers and classes. I didn't try to keep up. So here's this nice little girl trying to tell her about different teachers, about what they like, about what they don't like. You can take whatever from that that you want to but all she has to say is that this little tiny woman needs to get the hell out of my face and shut up because i need to look at this beautiful man i'm about to see in the cafeteria it reminds me of me in ninth grade because <laughs> i thought about that way a lot that's was... why you hug your friends guys <laughs> that's why you hug your friends hug your friends and hug the geeky overly helpful chest Guy club. Anyway. Because you know what? When he grows up, he's going to have a bajillion dollars and you're going to be a happy woman. So we get on that one. Next point? Yes. Um, word for word on my sheet, it says, Edward's a woman, arrow, dick. I <laughs> <laughs> have um, good writing skills. I, I don't really know how Edward could be so fantastic because I think his penis is inside him. Okay, so anyways, this is what it says. This is what it says. He looked down. This is page 92 in my copy. Word for word. He looked down, then glanced up at me through his long black lashes, his ochre eyes scorching. Please, he breathed, leaning towards me. I'm waiting for cleavage. <laughs> I'm waiting for cleavage, too. Um, I don't know how many men look up at you through their dark lashes, but usually it's accompanied by them smiling and dropping a fake breast out of their chest and being so embarrassed and having to go back to the store to buy a new set of high heels for their transvestite friends. <laughs> also, also, I don't know if any guys are listening, but um, I can probably guarantee that if you were laying upstairs in bed under the covers with your girlfriend and her dad was downstairs, didn't know you were there, you probably would try to make a move and not just sing songs to her and talk about how you could crush her head like a grape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was lovely. Oh, I could crush your head like a grape, Tyler, right now. That's so... Hot. I need to leave this room. <laughs> dick? Dick. Oh, okay. He's also, a dick. <laughs> also, this is another quote. Yeah, I highlighted a bunch of shit. This is on page 23. This is when she first meet, meets him. Just as I passed, he suddenly went rigid in his seat. He stared at me again, meeting my eyes with the strangest expression on his face. It was hostile, furious. And then later it says, he was leaning away from me, sitting on the extreme edge of his chair, averting his face like he smelled something bad. <laughs> After this, she proceeds to cry, and then she goes on and on later about how Mike is a douche, 
and how this guy is so fantastic and she can't stop thinking about him. I don't know um, how many people are good with clues out there, but if some guy acts like he smells really bad and every time he looks at you, he looks like he craps his pants, I think he doesn't like you. I think that's just what you would get from this. And yes, later it explains this, but right now all you know is that this guy is oogling at her like she is from the fucking IRA about to take all his shit. And it just I mean, doesn't make any sense. Also, the fact that he's such a dick that he shows that. I mean, you're a vampire. Even if she does smell really good and you don't want to be around her because she smells really good, then it's probably... You probably have enough self-control not to act like a dick around her and not to just treat her like shit because she's sitting right next to you. It's called raise your hand, I gotta go potty, and then run out. Yeah, that was one of the few parts I got to as well. And I was just wondering why the whole time... Bella was trying to get to know him because he acted like that the first time he met her. I know I wouldn't want to get to know a guy who acted like that no. towards me. I'd be no. like, hey Mike, how you doing? I don't care if you are a golden retriever. You might have a golden retriever, Mike. I liked Mike. I liked Mike too. Cool. He was. He was like a really cool, normal guy. Oh. So next point. We got the okay. dick woman thing. That, wasn't there another woman thing? Like, you breathe on her or something? Or that was the, he breathes. Oh. Oh, yeah. Real so men have manly growls. They, they don't breathe. They husk. They husk. <sighs> they purr in their, in their deep, silken, velvet tones. <laughs> <laughs> they don't breathe. Yeah, breathing's for girls. Uh, banning friends for said pretty man. Okay, so oh, definitely yes. at lunch, he's sitting by himself, and he's like, hey, baby, come sit next to me, and he points down at the table, and she's like, guys, I would love to sit with you, but you guys are dumb, and she just leaves <laughs> the table and goes and sit with him and never looks back at them, and he's like, I think your friends don't like that. She's like, fuck them, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know that some girls really do do this, but, um, don't those do girls it. are hoes. We don't like them too No much. matter what Twilight tells you, if a man wants to sit alone with you, he doesn't just want to sing you lullabies in bed. This is not a good example. Now this was, is a terrible example. Now, was Edward one of the vampires that, like, can have sex, or was it, like, an Anne Rice vampire and he couldn't have this sex? Is, this is, like, the Christian version of Anne Rice. <laughs> <laughs> there's no cursing. There's no sex. Limited violence. They don't even say the word sex. They don't say anything relating to it, and they make out twice. I know on Facebook when I look at all like the little the little pieces of of whatever flare? Is, the flare, yeah, that they're like, oh, Edward making abstinence sexy. And I was like, what, really, guys? I mean, um, maybe that's her version of a good example, but I, it just it wasn't realistic to me. I I don't know if um if you've ever read the later Anne Rice stuff, but in her version, vampires sexual organs are all sort of petrified they don't work anymore and um you ever think about the fact that maybe he just resorts to abstinence because there's no alternative sexiest vampire in the world sex organs none all right well sexy jewel eyes i will agree i because i noticed this too this is such a fan fiction thing it's it made me want to hit thing. myself it's a middle school thing back in middle school i always wanted to talk about so-and-so's emerald eyes so-and-so's ruby hues so-and-so's deep black onyx locks. But you kind of get over that after the seventh grade, and you start to realize that it's kind of dumb. Obviously, Miss Stephanie didn't get the memo here. Nope. How old is Stephanie Myers? Uh, she looks like she's in her 20s from the picture. Uh, it doesn't say when she was born. No. 
Yeah. She has a degree in English, English Keep literature. talking, y'all look it up. She has a degree in English literature. Obviously, she got a degree in English literature from the state fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. Anyways. So, alright. Um, oh, continue. Ogre eyes. Oh, come on. As your cerulean. You can use much better metaphors without without using jewel tones. You can use much better colors. Yeah. I was so proud of her later on when James and his little crew showed up when she said that their eyes were burgundy. I was like, <gasps> did she just <gasps> use a color that wasn't a gemstone? It's actually a crayon? Yes! <laughs> it's actually a crayon. Definitely. <laughs> Next novel, macaroni and cheese hair. <laughs> macaroni and cheese hair. Go for it. <laughs> I think we need to include our plans for our future vampire novel, Billy. <laughs> Robin's egg blue eyes. That's <laughs> uh, our next one. Skipping. Skipping. Oh, oh my god. This is a terrible writing thing. I will say that I'm probably the only person who knows that I skip. That's it. Seriously, um, I only skip when I'm trying to display the maximum limit of my retardation. Bella skips a lot. And let me just say... It's also a middle school thing that when you're trying to write a book, you keep a thesaurus right beside you, and whenever you find a word that's overused, you look it up in the thesaurus and you find something that supposedly means the same thing. However, the thesaurus doesn't work for everything, and when you look up something that, like, walk, and it says skip beside it, you can't just insert it whenever a character is walking. Edward can't skip down the lane to kill James. It doesn't <laughs> work that way. Did, was that really a line? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Just to settle it, Steffi Myers is 34. Damn it, woman, you should know better. I think we need to have a session with her. And we do. just kind of explain everything to her about how writing works. We need to sit down and give her a good smack. So what's the next one? Next one is... Uh, romance novels, sun sex, sand sex? What? Sun sex. Sun sex. I think... What? It's what? French. So anyways, without <laughs> sex. Stop. You and your damn French crap. Like sans cool. Do doom. Shut your face. So, anyways. Um, Can I up, Tyler? <laughs> so, anyways. This fucking Deutsch. Yeah. <laughs> and Billy's jealous. <laughs> I'm not jealous. That's Sans okay. It's been sehr intelligent. Und du bist dumm. So, anyone who knows anything can write in and say <gasps> that Sans is actually a word. Anyways, this is a romance novel. There's no plot. Plot comes up maybe at the end. But most of the time, it's. Dedicated oh, to affection. I love this Edward guy. I wish he would take me to dinner. I wish we could lay in his bed together and that he would love me like no one else in the world. But now I have to have some plot. And we can't have sex. No, because sex is bad. No, because I'm a teenager and that's bad. Any other thoughts? She's writing another one? <laughs> <laughs> Midnight Sun, guys! Midnight Sun from Edward's point of view. I've heard from Edward's out. People have read it. Oh my god. What the hell? So so let me let me give my rendition. Oh my god. Oh my god, guys. She smells like She smells really good. She smells like pretty guys. She smells like pretty I wanna touch her. I um, think um, she smells like wait, pretty wait. because she's this is, made. This is Jasper. Edward, you this is a teen novel, dude. You can't touch. No, but I want to touch her because I'm a. No, no, dude. You need to be a girl. You can't touch her. Damn. Look it up through her. Look it up through her to your eyelashes. That didn't make any sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good morning. 
I like to look at other people through my eyelashes. To my eyelashes as up. well. My eyelashes. Just look at yourself in the mirror like that. You kind of look like you have a mental problem. You do. Or like, or a twitch. Hi guys, I'm Edward, and I can't look down. All right, guys, we're almost at the halfway point. We are now jumps on Bella like a panther. Okay, Yay. so definitely <laughs> Bella's over at Edward's house, and they're sitting in Edward's room looking at all his music crap. And she's like, you're not a scary monster. And Edward goes, I'll make you think I am a scary monster. And he jumps on her like a goddamn panther and throws her across the room against the couch. And it says that he's like cradling her in, her, in his arms that are made out of like pylons so that he's fine <laughs> and she's fine. But seriously, I don't know how you would feel if your boyfriend or girlfriend jumped on you like a panther and across slammed you into a couch. Yeah. But I would be pretty offended. I would probably not be like, oh, you're so cute. I'd probably be like, what the hell is wrong with you? I could have gotten a concussion. Everything was fine in the Twilight world until Edward broke Bella's neck, jumping on her like a fucking panther. Though I will say, I was telling Ian about that point, and I wanted to see if he could actually physically jump across my bedroom. He got about... Mostly, my my bedroom is probably what like guys feet wise. Uh, tiny. Counting the trash or not? <laughs> no, he looked over the trash. I'll be counting the bed. The trash. That's a feat in itself. My <laughs> bedroom sort of looks like the Sahara Desert if it was made out of crap. <laughs> if there was an endless amount of clothes and books and shoes all piled up on each other to make the sand dunes, that's about like Hope's bedroom. Anyway. <laughs> you have to trek for days to get anywhere. So my boyfriend physically tried to leap across the room, and he got pretty far, except for about the time where he hit the side of my bed. Oh. <laughs> oh, I hope that's because your boyfriend's not a vampire. But it was still kind of hope scary, he would though. totally be able to do it if he was a vampire. He can't play baseball like a 747. Yeah, and such as the plane. Yeah, and such as. <laughs> Per se. Per se. <laughs> oh my god. But he did leap at me, and I will tell you from experience, it's really scary when your boyfriend leaps at you like a goddamn it's panther. It's never a good thing. Unless Edward. you're an anthro enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> and then you want your furry boyfriend to leap at you like a panther. No offense to furries out there, but um, that's not really my color of attraction. <laughs> Edward Puma of the month. <laughs> so he, he was wearing Puma shoes. There you go, guys. Ah, oh, oh, plug, plug, plug. So we are at the halfway point, and what you're about to hear is Edward's theme song, Tabella. Please enjoy. Whoa! Hey! Don't touch me! Don't touch me! Don't touch me! Hey! Hey! Don't touch me! Don't touch me! Hey! Oh! Don't touch me!
<laughs> we're just gonna stop and start again. Oops. That's awesome. <laughs> no, 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 keep it in, keep it in. I love it. I love it. Anyway. See your time. Anyway, so now we're back. That was "Don't Touch Me" by from the Brack Show, right? Yeah. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> and now, why did you guys deem that Edward's theme song to Bella? Because it's funny. Because he wants to eat her. He because wants to eat her like a sweet, sweet, delicious dessert. Because he wants to sniff her. He doesn't the want. Light. He doesn't want to kiss her and love her. He wants to sink his teeth into her throat and suck the lifeblood from her body until she is a dry husk of a woman. But he feels bad about it, so he's like, oh, "Don't touch me, I love you." I know what I don't like. What? Damsels in distress. Me Go. neither. Which is our next topic. The D I N. The D I T. The D U M B. I'm just gonna shut up and let you guys talk. R E T A R D. Shut up, I'm the lovable one. I don't like damsels in distress. Me neither. And then she was she was walking through town all alone, about to get raped. I don't know if you know statistics here. I'm gonna kind of use smart people words and smart people things, but statistically. I think it's something like 90% of the time it's someone you know. You don't just walk down the street like little Miss Bella Swan and get chased by a big gang of guys who want to do nasty things to you right before your vampire boyfriend saves you in his shiny Volvo. It doesn't really happen that way. Stupid shiny Volvo owner. Gosh. Hope's plug of her favorite line. That, that is actually my favorite bad line, or good line, I guess you would say. Oh, and here's the favorite bad line. We didn't put that in there. 73%. 73%. Thank you, Hope. You're welcome. For making me look like a dummy. No, Hope's fine. So, Hope's a good person. So also, I'm this, the is, this is the, the least favorite line, and one that I burst into laughter. I kind of almost cried and peed myself a little bit. <laughs> I made the Cowardly Lion look like the Terminator. I literally had to put down the book for about three days before I put, picked it up again. Can you some more colorful metaphors in there? That'd be something. Damsel's in distress. Okay, so damsel's in distress. I will say, Mulan made me really hate damsel's in distress after I saw how awesome a girl could be. Exactly. Thank you, Mulan. There's Thank plenty you. of books out there for teenagers where the girls aren't helpless. And Sabriel! <coughs> Garth Nick! Sabriel! <coughs> We're gonna talk about that later! <coughs> I think I'm gonna burp. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> Twilight doesn't have Foreshadowing it. Foreshadowing <laughs> for burping. <laughs> but really, what kind of example are we setting for our young girls that are reading all these little stupid little Twilight vampire novels? Oh, it's okay. You can be helpful. It's a vampire will save you in a shiny Volvo. Be a whore. Get a vampire. Yeah. Exactly. I actually saw a If he short. thinks, if he looks like he doesn't like you, that means he's a vampire and he really wants to suck your blood. Okay, I have something actually to help with this. I was in Borders, and I was actually with Billy and Tyler, and I think you were with me, Tyler. No, wait, who was it? Alex. Oh, no. Alex was with me. Tyler, Alex. Oh, no. Same thing. Well, it was, you both were there, too. Anyway, so, <laughs> going to my story. I was just invisible. Alex and I were walking around. It was around. a hologram of me. Shut up! You've <laughs> talked a lot. I want to talk. Because <laughs> I don't have my vampire! I just, I just try to lock my feelings Gosh, away inside, but you feel the spotlight from me. I don't know what to do with myself. Aww. I can edit you out of this podcast. But then it would be boring and dumb. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so I was walking through borders with Alex, 
and there was a part where we overheard this girl say, so and so, I don't know, I don't know what the hell the actress's name was, so and so is playing Bella in Twilight, I could play Bella much better than she could. I'm prettier than she is. My name's already Bella. Oh yeah, she said that. She's like, my name's already Bella. And there's a point where me and Alex just kind of looked at each other and we burst into really loud laughter and she gave us a dirty look and she was a whore because she was wearing booty shorts. I hope she went home and cried. Booty shorts? Booty no, shorts. No, she wasn't. It was 63 degrees outside. Uh, I saw a girl wearing booty shorts today, and it's like 50-something outside. That doesn't mean possible. that Bella was wearing booty, sh booty short Bella. <laughs> 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 oh, that's why our main character needs to be named Booty Bella. Anyway, booty Bella. and then when Dan's in distress. Dan's oh. in distress. Oh, okay. okay. Anymore? No. no. Uh, we don't like them. That sounds Damn bad. Damn the distress. We don't like them. Don't be one because nobody's gonna save you. Kick your own ass. They <laughs> <All right. laughs> don't serve society. I, I'm gonna let you guys go on this one. I don't know who James is. I never reached him. Okay. So James versus book in the movie. So I haven't seen the movie yet, but from what I've heard about it, James is apparently some drop dead gorgeous guy because you know this is Twilight. Who isn't drop dead gorgeous? Um, I don't know if you guys really read the book. Did that whole oh, that letting guy. your eyes follow the words on the pages and taking information away from it. I have it highlighted exactly what it says for the description of James. And it says, on page 376 for me, this is in chapter... Whatever. Chapter 17. <laughs> the second male hovered unobtrusively behind them, slighter than the leader. His light brown hair and regular features both nondescript. He's supposed to be a really nondescript, boring-looking guy who just twitches a lot, so obviously he's a nondescript, boring-looking guy with threats. So, <laughs> that's all it says about him. Not that he has washboard abs. Oh my god. And apparently doesn't wear a shirt beneath his jean jacket. And it smoldering eyes. <laughs> smoldering <laughs> eyes. If she says smoldering one more time in any of the other books, I'm going to cut it out of the page because she needs to find a new word for smoldering eyes, which is always <laughs> smoldering because nobody smoldering? wants smoldering nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. And Edward looked at me with his smoldering nipples. <laughs> and oh, I didn't see felt confused and slightly ashamed. Is <laughs> there <laughs> anything else on James? I, I think that's about all I had to say. Alright, so how all the men are pretty, but the women are ugly. So it keeps talking about, let me see, I have an example. Bella, you can oh, talk some about this while I find it. So this is totally a girl thing, and we do it a lot. But, um... Women find guys pretty. We find other women as competition. So, basically, throughout the novel, I noticed, me and Tyler both noticed, that all the men are utterly gorgeous, and all the women, except for Bella and the vampires, are effing ugly. Yes, this is, this is just one description of a girl that it says Mike is sitting next to. It says, he went to sit by a girl with braces and a bad perm. Are they have playing baseball? Yes, they do play vampire baseball. <laughs> they do play baseball. Are you fucking kidding me? No, no. they play baseball. <laughs> in the forest. In the forest. When it thunders so nobody hears them when they break the sound barrier. 
I remember that part. <laughs> okay, amazing. I'm so I'm sorry. I'm looking at pictures online. I was like, why are they all wearing baseball outfits? Continue. <laughs> um, uh, just just about those pictures online. Thanks to the movie, I can see why people would be attracted to James. But if you follow the book. He's a despicable, disgusting character. He looks like the only man in the movie. In the movie, he looks like a <laughs> sexy man. He looks like a man I would want to touch. But in the book, he he kind of seems a little bit more like a man that I would uh, that I would uh, poop my pants if I saw. <laughs> anyway, anything else? Um, oh, women are ugly. Yeah, I, I gave an example, bad. and yeah, all the men are pretty. I guess, like, what's his name? Eric? I guess he's not pretty, but that's because he's a geek, and geeks aren't pretty. Don't you guys know that? Um, Colin, AJ, I just named a few of my friends that I think are super hot. I love My boyfriend's you guys. really hot, and he's a geek. Yeah. But, so you know, maybe I'm partial. And your boyfriend. My boyfriend's hot, and he's a geek. All of our boyfriends are hot, so geeky girls make geeky boys, and we make hot geeky babies that are going to wear cute little... I don't want to ever think that my baby is hot. I don't know about hope, guys, but I'm not a pedophile. I'm just going to say this right now for when the cops come later. I'm not a pedophile. Moving so, on. <laughs> yes. I don't know what you mean by this, Billy. Gender specific? Okay, so okay. this is one of my big beefs about this. Um... Something that really pisses like a virgin. <laughs> Dead for the bad first time. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was a musical interlude. <laughs> you are sorry. So, anyways, what marks a really good book for me is that it can appeal to all audiences. <laughs> I think if I saw a guy reading Twilight, I might have to kick him. Because I don't think that it could ever appeal to a male audience. It's a romance novel. A gay male it's audience. Terrible. A gay male audience, maybe. Because then they could admire Edward with the fangirls, but um, a straight male audience, not so much. It's it's a book that really only works when girls are reading it. And I mean, if you look at other good fantasy books, Harry Potter, um, Lord of the Rings, stuff like that, both girls and guys get into it. Yes. So it's the kind of thing that like it, it pisses me off that she's written a book that's so gender specific. Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit obsessed my high school career. Exactly. And then girls and guys can get into it. Harry and Potter has Legolas. obsessed my life. And Legolas. I, I think girls and guys can get into Legolas. <laughs> I will say that Lord of the Rings, that whole series, was Orlando Bloom's best movie because he didn't freaking talk. He just stood there and he was pretty. Because the moment he opens his mouth, he's like, Hi guys, I'm trying to be funny. <laughs> I'm Orlando yeah. Bloom. You want to touch my mustache? And then, <laughs> but then he closes his mouth. Johnny Depp, why, why do we have to go on a boat all the time? But then he closes his mouth and the world's okay again because he just looks at you. The sparkles hey. come back. <laughs> oh god, the sparkly the trend. Sparkle. Oh, we're not there yet, we're not there yet. Okay, okay how ba vampires can lose Bella in an airport. Okay, so she goes on and on. Miss, Miss Stephanie goes on and on about how great her vampires are and how infallible they are and how they can do this and that and play supersonic baseball and run faster than Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> and jump higher no than Tails. Can. He's the fastest thing alive. He's the fastest thing alive. I promise to God we're taking her to voice <laughs> lessons at some point. <laughs> Either that or we'll just put a noose around her neck and every time she starts singing we'll yank on a little bit. You know they make shock collars for that. 
But anyways. <laughs> I love you. You guys aren't my friends anymore. I love you. She'll keep coming to us as long as we keep feeding her. <laughs> Talk about your Stella losing. Talk about the airport. Talk okay. About the airport. So, who's the one who takes her over there? I don't know. Uh, the, the, the one? The, starts with like, this, where it starts with a J. Jasper and Jasper. Jasper. See, that was my beef. I was starting to read it in the beginning and stuff like that, and the, and the freaking characters weren't even memorable. The only one I can remember was Edward and Bella. Exactly, and I, I can't remember there, I anybody like, else's name. I know, I, I can't remember their names. I, I can't even even begin to, was it one named Alice? Alice. Alice. Yeah. Alice, yeah, I mean, and I don't even remember what she looks like. All right, continue. It speaks airport. to her character development. Yeah. But so Jasper walks her to the bathroom, and Stephanie Myers, Mayers, her Let's great. Say Meyer. And Meyer sounds fine. Her great infallible vampires lose one person that they're supposed to be watching in an airport. They're supposed to be able to, like, smell her from, like, miles away, and yet they can't keep track of her in an airport bathroom. Miss Clumsy somehow gets away from vampires. Miss Clumsy somehow stumble, stumble fucks her way <laughs> through the airport <laughs> and falls into the elevator and gets away from all the vampires because, obviously, they can't catch up with her in the time that it takes to go down the stairs, even though they can run across a freaking baseball field faster than you can blink your eyes. Yep. But anyways. <laughs> so, perfect sparkling vampires, and then I also have sparkly transvestites. I don't know if those are the same or different. Kind of the same. All right, I'll, I'll keep them as the same. Perfect sparkly vampire transvestites. Yeah, I don't know. Every time I think about her vampires, I can't think about sparkly men without thinking about transvestites. Especially with Edward and his girly moves. Yeah, his girly eyelashes and and his breathing. Thick black eyelashes and breathy voice. L-O-L-A Lola. <laughs> I want to borrow his mascara. Every time I read that, I'm always like, Edward. It's, it's just the fact that her vampires are so perfect. I mean, really, if they had some, some... And they sparkle faults, like diamonds. They can even go outside during the day if it's cloudy. Uh, WGF on that part. Exactly. What? Seriously? How, what there's if it's no partly reason. cloudy? Exactly. How does it work then? Do they half die? They I don't have know. Do they, they don't die at die. all. They just They're sparkle. already dead. They just sparkle. They die That's a right. sparkly gra glam rock death. <laughs> <laughs> and they sparkle. Spiral into into anonymity, and that's how they die. Exactly yeah. like the glam rock stars. Yep. Okay. I could crush your head, smooch. Okay, we kind of talked about that earlier. It's just like they're laying in bed together, and and I don't know if I have the. I don't think I highlighted the quote. She really talks about. Oh yes, I'm almost there. Billy talks about it. Um. So she's lying in bed with her boyfriend, whom she does nothing with, and who sits in bed with her and sings her lullabies, and she talks about how unfrail she is. And laying curled up behind her, Edward says, He moved his icy palm to rest it against my cheek. If I was too hasty, if for one second I wasn't paying enough attention, I could reach out, meaning to touch your face, and crush your skull by mistake. 
Um, I don't know what you guys think of that, but that's really not sexy when your boyfriend is touching you while on the face while he says, I could accidentally crush your head like a bug. I mean, I, I know just, he's trying to remind her that he's monster-esque or something like that, but not the best thing to do. Not the best thing to do while you're in bed. Yes. Next time you're uh, you're doing your boyfriend or girlfriend, I don't think you should say you can crush their head like a grape. They might not appreciate that. It might kind of ruin the mood. So how Bella has an inner ear problem. Oh, God. Okay, so she's the clumsiest fuck in the world. And I don't really understand how you can... And I will say the number one issue most Mary Sue's has are they're clumsy. Exactly. So that they can yeah. fall into their man fan's arms. See, the fact is, is that she made a character that was so, like, infallibly perfect, except for the fact that she's damsel in distress. But, you know, all girl characters are in a Mary Sue. But she anyways, cool. she made a character so perfect that all the flaws had to focus on one single thing. And that had to be clumsiness. Not only is she clumsy, you know, trips over things every once in a while. No, she effing falls down every two pages. Seriously, I don't understand how without some kind of inner ear problem, without having punctured her ear at some point in her life and having all the fluid drain out onto the street, how she can have such a balance problem that she can't even run without falling on her face. I don't know, like, what you guys are like, but I guarantee you most of you are able to run a few steps without feeling like you're going to fall and break your face on the asphalt. Yep. That's just the way it is. Fainting. I've never fainted in my life. And most people I know have fainted a total of one time at yeah. the most. Yeah. I, I fainted one time and it was when I had my eating disorder. I fainted once when I had the flu and I had a very high fever. First of all, she faints at the sight of blood. Okay, whatever. I can understand that. I guess whatever. there's people that have problems with that. Go on. She faints when he kisses her. He kisses her, like, lip to lip, not even making out with her. Like, a kiss for your mother? You give your mama those kind of kisses? But, you know, when a pretty man puts his lips on yours, oh my god. I think it'd be pretty great if, you know, Brad Pitt walked up to me and gave me the kiss on the lips. David but I don't think, Tennant! <laughs> I don't think I would ah. fall over dead. And, oh. It's, it's pretty terrible. No one faints. No one faints. Maybe she, maybe she fake faints. <gasps> Maybe it's a, a some kind of symptom of her inner ear problem. I think she should really go to the hospital for that and get some CAT scans. Yeah, I think she only does it. So Maybe it's a problem as a result from her 17 concussions because her boyfriend likes to slam her against things and crush her head <laughs> like a grape. Oh, I'm smelling drinks everywhere. I know. <laughs> oh. Party foul. Um, um, I can't pick it up out of the floor. <laughs> Uh, the liquid won't stay in my I, hand. I will start you guys on your next point. Any good points? Um, so, maybe if she worked on um, my hand plot, with a sponge. plot and character development some, it might be a really <laughs> good book. Maybe if she was able to not... I can't even think I'm, I'm touching this drink and it's Maybe gross. if she could beef up her writing style and... Find some more unique words. Move out of middle school writing. I mean, just because you're writing for a certain age audience doesn't mean you have to write like a certain age audience. <laughs> yeah. I I think that about some. But if she did all that, she does have potential. She does. There are some points where I was like, this is pretty funny. And then there's other points. The majority of the book. I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit. From off. Them off. That's a new word. You can take that to the bank, okay?
because it's Vamov, you vom, and then it goes back down, so it's Mob Vamov. You can take that. Yeah, TM. Tell your friends. TM. I think the only good point I found in the ten or so chapters I read was the one line, and it was my favorite line of everything I read, which was, stupid shiny Volvo owner. Because I know when I'm driving my little cute Honda named Bob down the street, <laughs> oh, I don't see how I, oh, I can't read because you're moving. I don't see how this is any of your business, stupid shiny Volvo owner. That's straight from the book. What page? That's page 83 in my book. 83 in Tyler's book. And that a $5 was... Walmart copy. Yeah. A $5 Walmart copy. With, yeah. the, with the movie characters on the front. So, I... Anyway. So, next song? Oh, oh, wait, wait. Oh. Definitely one more good point. That that guy who's playing James in the movie is damn sexy. I've never <laughs> seen him until now, sexy. but my God. I think my heart stopped beating for a second. <laughs> oh, oh, and I submit that, um, that, um, Voldemort's AK definitely didn't kill Cedric Digger, you just turned him into a vampire, so Cedric had to change his name and And that's when his career took a downward spiral into oh, vampires. No. Okay, I will I'm gonna add my two cents now. I believe the only reason Robert Patterson is playing Edward is because they were trying to promote this it's book because he's really dead. <laughs> he's really a vampire. They were trying to promote this book as the new Harry Potter. And since he's pretty not much not going to be in the rest of the movies and has a shit ton of free time, I really... Cause I, did, did you see Goblet of Fire? He wasn't the best actor in the world. Freaking Victor Crumb didn't speak, and he was a much better actor than he was. And I'm sorry, I just... I don't think he's hot at all. I don't. I think that's the only reason why he's playing the main character because it's a link to Harry Potter. Stay tuned for later movies of Twilight series where Harry Potter and Victor Crumb play the new vampires. Oh. Yeah. So, um, any last closing points before we go on to our next segment? No, I think that covers it. All right. After you take a nice musical break, uh, we're going to talk about books that you can read to heal your mind from the mind numbing twilightness twilight numbing mind badness mine see i can't even talk straight because of twilight, twilight. smash mine <laughs> my brain hurt so please enjoy yay
we're back. That was Mashed, Mashed Potato versus The Vampire by Uncle Monsterface. Best yeah. song ever. Love that song. I don't know. Robot Quest is more of my favorite. <laughs> you can hear Robot Quest in our first episode. Alright, so now we're going to talk about books that makes our minds heal after reading Twilight and not having brains. So, Tyler, you're up first as our guest host. One of my favorite series of books are the Sword of Truth series by Terry Goodkind. They are exceptional. There's romance in there. There's a damsel that is not in distress that is very capable of taking care of herself and does so on a regular basis. She actually saves the hero man in the story actually a few times. There's plot along with the romance. A plot that doesn't just center on one event. A plot that has overreaching effects across the world that the author creates. It's a very good book and I suggest it very much to people who are um, probably a little bit older because it has some some themes in there that maybe you don't want to let kitties get their hands on, but it's a great book. All of the Sword of Truth series are fantastic. And it's short of truth, like not tall. No, Sword of Truth, like blade that I cut your brain with oh, because sword. you're dumb. Okay, no, no, I thought you said Short of Truth when you first gave it. Short. Okay. Right. I like the Sword of Truth. Yeah, that's what I thought you said. The, the first book of the Sword, Shing Shing Sword of Truth series is Wizard's First Rule. And so you should totally look that up. Terry Goodkind, pick it up. All right, Bill. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> ba dun dun. Billy, your turn. Okay, so I am going to promote Sex, Drugs, and Cocoa Puffs. Um, it's, it's a book name. I'm not promoting the actual sex and drugs. And that was pretty so bad. <laughs> so so <I> claim. <laughs> but anyway, Instead of vampires, eat Cocoa Puffs and have sex with a boyfriend. Yay! So, um, it's by Chuck Klosterman. He's pretty awesome. It's self-described as a low-culture manifesto, which, which is great when you want to kind of return back to reality after Twilight. Um, but it's not the reality that's boring and sucks and doesn't have pretty men and stuff like that. It's, it's a reality that you can laugh at. Um, it, it has, like, chapters dedicated to the real world and Sims and um, serial killers. And it's it really is a low-culture manifesto. I was laughing the entire time. There's a whole section of questions that you can ask about life that blow your mind. But at the same time, you'll laugh same time so um i just said the same time twice at the same time at the same time at the same time yeah but anyways it'll make you think but not so hard that you want to kill yourself so, so. say the title and the author one more time oh it's called sex drugs and cocoa puffs by chuck klosterman reading Take rainbow <laughs> dun dun <laughs> if you don't rainbow. get that little fame thing then you have no childhood <laughs> i shun your existence what kind of school did you go to I have done done. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, the one I'm promoting is my is a little bit better for the younger audience. I wouldn't say younger than middle school though. It's Sabriel by Garth Nix, and it's the first book in the so whole. Good. It is. It's it's, it's really the first good. book in the Abhorsen trilogy. And I will say Garth Nix is my by far favorite author of all time, and I promote anything he writes. Uh, especially the Keys to the Kingdom series. But anyway, uh, Sabriel has a strong female character. A strong female character! Ah. And she falls in love with a man. But you know what? The man doesn't distract her away from anything. It has plot, it's fun, has adventure, 
and has little talking animals that make my life just spectacular. And it's given me several plot points for role playing, so I love it. I, I, it's, it's just a wonderful book. It's one of my favorite books of all time. Reading Rainbow! <laughs> Reading Rainbow! But, uh, I don't think that, we have our obligatory African-American gentleman to introduce our book. Lamar Gooding. <laughs> all right, and Captain! So, and so finally, we all just recently read The Tales of the Beetle, the Bard by J.K. Rowling. Oh, so good. Oh. And, and this is our recommendation from all of us, so you can actually go to a good fantasy series. And even though it's been like over-advertised, the fact that they made the big special edition that's like $8,000. And even though on the back of the book it says that probably in most of your bookstores it's going to sell for $13, definitely picked up a copy for $7 and something at Target. Walmart. Walmart and Target. Yeah. You can pick it up there. Um, I'm not like trying to promote not giving the full credit for the book, but J.K. Rowling has two castles already. I think she's good. <laughs> yeah, she's I really good. do. I think she well, can Well, all the proceeds spare. of this book is going to a charity. It's yeah. not going to her. Well, that's fine, but she could donate some of her castle to the charity and make <laughs> some little orphan kids live there instead of living in there and b making it all big and empty. And taking people to court. Taking but anyways. Court. Oh, don't even get me started on that. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, The Tales of the Beetle, The Bard. I always want to see it to say Beetle and The Bard, but it's not. Tales, Tales of the Beetle, Beetle, The Bard. Bard. Um, I have to say my favorite story is uh, the tale of, I cannot say her name right, so I gotta find it. Uh, Babbity Rabbity and her crackling stump. I just, I love that story. I don't even know what it is. I just, I just love it so much. It, oh. it reminded me of the Emperor's New Clothes. <laughs> you know, like how you have like, they, he's walking around naked and stuff. Yeah. It reminded me of that. And I love it. I loved um, The Fountain of Fair Fortune. Mm -hmm. It was my favorite because I think it had the most meaning behind it. And it's the kind of story that I could see when I grow up and have kids. Me telling it to my kids is like an actual fairy tale, bedtime story kind of thing. It was so good that, you know, they all... Well, anyways, I don't want to give anything away, but it's, it's just really... It's deep. I like The Warlock's Hairy Heart because at the beginning, it Gore. really... <laughs> At the beginning, it really reminded me of a lot of fairy tales that I read before, and I was kind of expecting the same thing, and this is what I did expect from fairy tales that I've read before. But the end totally takes you by surprise and shows off some of, of J.K. Rowling's darker side. Some heart-licking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not so much heart-wrenching as heart-licking. Yeah. But, um... It's I I just really like it because it surprised me and because you know it's a it's a it's very grim fairy tales. I I will say though, uh, there's been rumors they're trying to make movies of the tales of Beetle the Pard. Um, WB, give it up. Nine. That is Nick my fault. That is not my thing. I don't think I, movies need to be movies. It would be bad if I want to tell these to my kids and suddenly they're movies. That's, yeah. that's terrible. I don't, I don't like that. Let's leave something a storybook for once. Yeah. It's nothing sacred. No, it's J.K. Rowling. She sold her soul to WB a long time ago. Oh, yep. yeah. So, all right, man, are we already through the show in less than an hour? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. It'll be more than an hour with music. Yeah, but anyway, um... Alright, well, thank you very much for listening to the second episode of the Geeky Girl Experience. Yes. Um, I, if you don't agree with us, 
Uh, we don't, don't want to hear about it. Kiss my butt. Yeah, I, I don't care enough. You can find our main page on Blogger. I think it's through Google. I don't know. It was yeah. the only thing that would work for me. Um, and it's under the Geeky Girl Experience. I want to thank Tyler for joining us today. Oh, thank you for letting me come, even though I wasn't entirely funny because I was mostly angry. All right, any closing thoughts for anything? Anything? Don't read Twilight. Don't anything? read Twilight. Um, Hope told me about creepy fangirls who like to put their oh faces against their bathroom floor so they can see how it feels to touch um Edward. To touch Edward. I I I don't really like granite tabletops that much. I think cold, dead, hard things feel a little bit more like terrible. Disgusting, <laughs> terrifying nightmares of men, not sexy, beautiful, wonderful things relating to men. Alright, Billy, your closing thoughts? My closing thoughts is that um, this book was pretty bad, but what I hate more than this book are the effing fans of this book. So don't don't be a Twilighter. Don't don't go kill people because you love Edward Cullen and you want to fall in love with him. Don't keep making Facebook flare. Give it up. My closing thoughts is, um, I slightly agree with Billy, but I also disagree, because I'm a very firm believer to each his own. If you like Twilight and that's your thing, that's good. But you don't have to be like Edward and be a dick about it. Yeah, you don't have to be a dick about things. I work at a Spencer's, and on Black Friday, I was got bitched out by so many girls because we ran out of Twilight posters. I'm not fabricating. I'm not lying. I had to escort a girl with security from the store because she was raising such cain at me because we ran out of twi we ran out of Twilight posters. So please don't be that girl. All right. Anything else? Don't be a dick fan. <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes a dick fan. Uh, unless it's two dicks and then it's Yowie. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Alright, so this is our last episode before Christmas. Uh, I hope you all have a very happy holiday, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, anything you celebrate. Kwanzaa! Also, I also want to give a shout out to my friend Frazier. Hopefully we'll get our Doctor Who podcast back up, cause body I checked at it and it's still not working. So yes, our closing song tonight will be You'll Shoot Your Eye Out, Yule, Y-O-U-L, Y-U-L-E. <laughs> Shut up. P-E-L-L-C-A-N, apostrophe T-R-E-T-A-R-D-A-G-A-I-N. You'll Shoot Your Eye Out by The Fallout Boy. The Fallout Boy? Fallout Boy? <laughs> I think it's time for me to go to bed. I'm Hope. I'm Billy. I'm Tyler. And we're the Geeky Girl Experience. We're geeks, we're girls, and this week... We don't have everything! <laughs> yeah. yeah! Good night, everybody, and happy holidays! Phone. All I want this 
years for you to dedicate your last breath to me before you bury yourself alive. Don't come home for Christmas. You're the last thing I want to see underneath the tree. Merry Christmas. I could care less. Down. It's the only thing I want this year One awkward silence and two hopes You cry yourself to sleep Staying up, waiting by the phone And all I want this year For you to dedicate your last breath to me Before you bury yourself alive Don't come home for Christmas You're the last thing I want to see Careless